Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Soul Focus Radio. This is your host, Martin Friedman, and today I'm flying solo. I know you've gotten used to hearing the voice of Cindy and the voice of Martina, as have I, and I miss them. I'm sure you do, too, and they will be back very soon. Today, because of some technical difficulties and timing, we are just going with the segment of myself having a conversation with Felicia and Stephanie. It's part two of our conversation around self-forgiveness. There will be another conversation that will be also part of, of self-forgiveness, and that will be with Cindy Edwards and Tirza Barnes, who is one of our facilitators that you have met previously. And it's a, an awesome conversation. Um, so I'm excited you all are going to get to hear that as well. So for today, just can't wait for you to hear the second part of this powerful conversation. Remember, as always, Subscribe to us on all the platforms. Uh, hit like, hit subscribe, especially if you're on YouTube. Please continue to help us grow as a community as we are continuing to grow and growing our family and growing our voice and growing the, the soul focused way. So, uh, with that being said, let's go with part two of the conversation the Teddy Bear Moses moment conversation with myself, Felicia, and Stephanie. Creating is the new way of fighting. At the Soul Focus Group, we're doing something radical, people. Instead of fighting against racism, sexism, and classism, which are all designed to keep us apart, we are bringing people back together again. Want to know how? By creating human solidarity. In doing so, we're improving productivity, increasing effectiveness, and transforming the way people communicate. Essentially, we're healing broken relationships. Let us bring our Creating Human Solidarity two-day workshop to your business or organization. Sign up for this two-day in-person workshop at thesoulfocusgroup.com because it's time we come together. You know, one, one thing I was thinking about before we got on the call and the plot twist, <laughs> Martin gave us the plot twist, was like about <laughs> the relationship between self-forgiveness and, and self-responsibility. Because I feel like, you know, uh, now that we're talking about men, like a sort of a quality or a symptom of patriarchy is there is like punish being very punishing. You know what I mean? And yes. the, the truth is that like, when we're just in a state of punishing, punishing others or being self-punishing, there's not really an opportunity for like taking self-responsibility, you know, like I, this is such a silly example, but it's so seared into my memory. Like the first time I ever had to forgive myself, like actually try to do it. It was when I, I drove over a squirrel <laughs> and I was, in, oh. it was, I felt so bad and I was crying and I was just mm-hmm. feeling awful. And the person I was mm-hmm. in the car with was like, put your hand over your heart. And just mm. say forgiven, forgiven. Mm. You know, just say, just say, forgive me, goddess. I forgive myself. I think. And I remember right. it was like I couldn't do it, and it was so hard and so scary. It felt so strange to say I forgive myself, partly because I was like, well, do I have the right to forgive myself? You know, but also Ooh. partly because it was like, if I 
can forgive myself. If I actually hold the key to that lock, you know, mm -hmm. then like mm -hmm. I truly am responsible for myself. You know, I can choose to be in punishing relationship with myself or I can choose to be in forgiving relationship with myself. And that's actually a tremendous amount of responsibility for yourself and your actions, you know? And I think Ooh. about the way that like patriarchy has not taught any of us, but I imagine has definitely not taught, you know, people who are socialized as men, as male to be able to reflect and then mm forgive and then hold responsibility for themselves you know like it's a really different thing to just go around sort of doling out punishment to yourself or others i'm not sure if that makes sense but that's like the distinction between those two things is really clear to me that one sort of comes with responsibility taking responsibility and one comes without it you know right oh that's powerful I love Stephanie. Yeah. Yeah. How you're bringing together forgiveness and responsibility. You know, I'm thinking the opposite of forgiveness is me holding resentment. Um, mm -hmm. And how when I've, you know, because I can practice being resentful really easily. That's a part of my lineage, too. And how that feels in my body. And also it really nurtures that idea that the power is outside of myself. Mm -hmm. So then I can be resentful or mad at other people. But when I understood a little bit better about my own power and mm -hmm. that I have agency, I have a choice. It doesn't matter what you do to me. I still have 100% choice as to how I react or respond. And that's all my responsibility. Mm -hmm. And so that has me feeling so much more powerful, mm -hmm. um, even though we understand that there are these external forces, you know, patriarchy, capitalism, racism, um, that act on us. But still, I have 100% responsibility how I choose to respond to them. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's powerful. Like, to imagine our youth having that understanding mm -hmm. of, you know, like that's, that's agency. Yeah. That's your most powerful self, you know? And for me, it's so positive. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that just, yeah, that feeling just came over me. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that offering, Stephanie. Mm, thank you. Yeah. I, I really appreciate it too. And I appreciate that you kind of segued us, you know, mm. out of the plot twist, as you said it, but I, <laughs> I just, I just, I just want to say, like, I think the way that you all addressed it through that lens, through the lens of the way I asked you the question was really, I mean, it was, it was pretty beautiful and powerful, which are words I know I overuse all the time, <laughs> um, but I, on these podcasts, but I also really mean it. Like the reason why I asked that question is because I know and you said it, Stephanie, and you said it um, to Felicia that you can't, you can't forgive the people that might be the hardest to forgive in your life if you haven't gone through a self-forgiveness process. And as I said at the very beginning, forgiving myself has been harder than forgiving anybody else. Mm -hmm. And and it's an ongoing process. It's not like a one-shot thing. It's not a one-time thing. I was actually diagnosed by a psychologist or therapist. I don't, I don't know if she's a psychologist, but therapist that I saw. She diagnosed me with self-hate. 
she, mm. you know, as a condition, right? Mm. And so I want to ask you all, you know, Ooh. where does love, where does self-love come into this? Because you talked about self-forgiveness and and self-responsibility. And then where does self-love come into this conversation for you all? Oh, because I know I couldn't even begin the process of forgiving myself. I would do, I've mentioned this before, I would do a three-part forgiveness meditation where I would forgive myself for things I did to other people, forgive myself for things I did to myself, and forgive other people for the things they did to me. And the one piece I would always leave out was forgiving myself for things I did to myself. Right. That was the one I always left out. So I'm yeah, I'm really yeah. curious where the self-love, you know, where self-love has has played into this for you all. Oh, that's that's powerful because I would even venture to say that you really weren't forgiving other people like you thought you were. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You didn't give it to yourself, you know, and I think that's the performative side of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Really, like there's it, it, it's impossible. You know, it's the physics of it. The chemistry of it is impossible. We can't give what we don't have and we haven't given ourselves. So, you know, that's 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 a space that I would definitely inquire into and, and love, you know, the love that I guess that I'm really focused on right now at this time in my life is unconditional love. So not the love that I love you because you do things I like, not the conditional love. And I think that's what we were all raised with is, you know, um, we're very myopic in how we love so for me, it's unconditional love. And what does that look like? That's loving myself even when I'm falling short or I'm showing my shadow side of myself that's not, I don't consider it to be lovable. And being and, and for me, that unconditional loving of myself or that self-love has everything to do with the forgiveness process. Because you really can't enter in to a forgiveness process, I think, until you're able to really love yourself holistically, you know, with the bruises and, you know, all of the trauma, like it's not contingent upon me acting anyway, me looking anyway, but just being able to show up as myself and realize when I fall short of even my, you know, belief system or value system and still being able to love myself through through that. And so what I've noticed in my practice is me practicing this unconditional loving of myself has grown in my relationships with everyone else. You know, again, it's a physical understanding of life, you know, just the energetic understanding that what I'm loving on myself, everybody else gets to benefit from this. Because I can't, you can't hold it back, you know, like it's just natural law. So that brought up a lot for me. Yeah, I, you know, I um, feel like I'm still in the, on the journey of figuring out that the answer to that question for myself for a very long time. I was like, self-love, what does that even mean? You know, <laughs> like, um, mm-hmm. and, and where I'm at with it now is that there are these things that I think it's like, you can almost break off these little pieces that in, in some add up to a practice of self-love for me, self-love is a practice. It's not just like a thing, but mm-hmm. self-forgiveness, mm-hmm. self-trust, 
self-compassion. Like those are things that Mm. I can really sort of wrap my arms around and practice. You know, I can practice having compassion for myself in moments when I feel like I, you know, fucked up or whatever. Like I can practice Mm -hmm. having compassion Mm -hmm. when I'm looking back at mistakes that I made and trying to learn from them. I can practice trusting my myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And those things start to add up to, I think, self-love. And the other thing, it's like so silly, but I, I have these like really small little, just almost rituals that I had to start doing as a practice of self-love. Like a few years ago, someone told me to start just like buying myself flowers. And so I would just get myself, you know, when I could afford it, like a dozen pink roses and I would have a dozen pink roses on my coffee table when I came home. And it was this weird thing of being like, I would come in the door and I would be like, those are so beautiful. Someone got those for me. I got those for me. Because I, I think I deserve because I think I deserve to have that experience when I walk in the door. Wow, you know? And it's like this right. this loop okay. of like, oh, I'm doing this thing for myself that then makes me feel like I deserve the thing that I'm doing for myself. And it was like flowers and like I would light a candle when I would have dinner for myself. When I would, you know, I live alone. Yeah. So when I would make myself dinner, I would light a candle and just have a little candlelight dinner by myself. And it's such a small mm-hmm. thing, but it's like you're investing, it's you're, you're showing yourself that you deserve to have that feeling. And for me, those are all things I would do for a lover. You know, those are all things I would do for a friend or a partner, but they weren't things I would do for myself. And so actually just doing them for myself repeatedly started to make me feel like, oh, I'm actually demonstrating that I am loving and deserving of love, you know? Oh, Yes. Go ahead for buying yourself flowers. Oh, it's the best. Game changer. Yes, it is. is. I'm a flower flower worshiper from many years ago. And that's, yeah, flowers for yourself. There's nothing nothing like it. Martin, I I do appreciate your flowers. No doubt about it. (laughs) 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 Let me, I want to be put on record. Um, (laughs) Yes, but it did start with me buying myself flowers. You know, Absolutely. and doing those things for ourselves that, you know, just as you said, you know, an intimate partner, a lover, what we would expect, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. to some degree. Yeah. yeah. And that was beautiful in terms of your process of feeling uncomfortable with it, you know, and yeah. it's like, oh, my God, you know, that's yeah. beautiful, Stephanie. Thank you for sharing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are your favorite flowers, Felicia? Sunflower, mm, purple yes. sunflowers, actually. Ooh, I actually, purple sunflowers. Yes. Uh-huh. And I, I really love all, all colors of sunflowers. Um, and I, I've not seen a real purple sunflower. It's, um, it's like my spirit flower. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love sunflowers. And, and the reason is because they come in all shapes and sizes. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. you can get the tiny ones or you can get the real big mammoth, you know, that have all the seeds. Yeah. Do you have a favorite flower, Stephanie? I do. I like roses. I like the orange, bright orange sunset roses. And I also like pink, pink roses. Okay. We got to remember that, Martin. I know. What about you, Martin? (laughs) 
I'm not a big flower person. I like, I really like buying flowers and, uh-huh. and Felicia can tell you, I don't, I really don't like receiving them and, oh, and I've only gotten them a couple of times and it's just not, I don't know. It's just not my thing. It's not important to me. I'd rather you give me some chocolate okay. or, you know, some really good dark chocolate with like almonds in it or something <laughs> <Noted>. <laughs> or some, you know, some fried tofu, some like really good <laughs> vegan food, <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah. but I, but I, but I've actually grown to really enjoy buying flowers oh, yeah. and, um, and I'm pretty good at it. Felicia yes. can tell you, I, yeah, I have absolutely. a pretty good eye. No. And I have a great flower store yeah. and it's, and it's a place that I pass by a lot. So I can just like, yeah. you can just hit me like, Oh, today's a day to buy Felicia. I love flower. that. Yeah. I love you know? That. And I will say too, I mean, I like, I like, um, I like having them around. Yeah. I do. I've grown to like having them around, yeah. but I don't, I definitely don't know flowers well enough to know what my favorite, yeah. what my favorite would be. Yeah. 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 But it's, it's a good question. That's a good so, question. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a great question. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna segue us a little bit just because I know we, you know, we have a, a, a time oh, limit right. for yeah. our conversation today. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate you all flowing with me as you have, and just you know, anything else that you all want to say uh, to our listeners about the process of self forgiveness, mm-hmm. um, what it's been like for you, and and what it continues to be like. I'm really glad you said what you said, Stephanie, because the self-love for me is definitely still a process and I'm doing like inner loving parent work and, you know, parent work on my inner child, learning to love my inner child. And I think that's in many ways, that's what I heard you describing was a process of, of that. And I think it, for me, it connects to forgiveness because I know that part of the reason why I didn't, couldn't forgive myself and would forget to forgive myself in the process was that because I was struggling with not liking myself and not really wanting to be here. And it's like, why would I waste my forgiveness on somebody? I don't even really want to be here that much, you know? Mm. So I really, that's how, that's why I asked the question and why I see it, I see it tied together. So, but it's just anything that, that you all feel like you want to pass on to our listeners that you haven't said yet about the process of self-forgiveness or anything else that comes to your mind. Your favorite bird, since we've done flowers mm-hmm. and whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> well, uh, I, I'll say this is like a maybe kind of a larger thing, and maybe it's a little heavy, so I'll say it. And then, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's actually very dangerous not to forgive ourselves. I think that, especially, mm-hmm. I, I think that a lot of the violence that's enacted in the world comes from people who have decided that they are fundamentally bad and that there is no room for redemption, right? And I think that that feeling of hopelessness or that feeling of I am, whether it's I'm going to hell, whatever the framework is, right? It's like, I'm bad, therefore nothing that I do matters. I think, and I know from personal experience that people do a lot of harm from that place. People are very dangerous when they're in that place. And so if we don't Mm -hmm. know how to forgive other people and especially ourselves, we're unlikely to be able to pull ourselves out of that place. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And so I think think it's like Mm -hmm. actually really imperative Mm -hmm. as a society that we start to learn from one another how to forgive ourselves because that is where we can actually start to change. Absolutely. But if we believe that there is good and bad and some people are just bad and maybe we're someone who's just bad, right? 
there's no hope that we're ever going to be able to change. And so I think it's, I just think it's really imperative for our future that we start to learn how to do it. Oh, Stephanie, you're preaching now. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I would, I would venture to say that we're like born into and taught an unforgiving kind of nature. Um, we're taught this, you know, you look at little kids playing, there's a level of forgiveness and they move on quickly, mm-hmm. you know, just automatically, but they're taught to hold on. And it's, it's beautiful to watch, you know, children play in that way. Like somebody causes them harm in that moment. They cry, they move on, you know? Yeah, that, that was powerful, Stephanie. I am. Um, my reflection would be, I it looked up, I looked up forgive and mm. as you know, in preparation for, you know, the time with you all. And from my source, it says it's derived from a Greek word that means to give back. Mm. And so, yeah, I know. I was like, that makes so much sense. Oh, you know, with it really all does. Yeah. And now, you know, just in full disclosure, I didn't double check this or triple check it, but, um, <laughs> you know, so to self-forgive means to give back to self, mm-hmm. you know, and it is, again, you know, it's just, mm. we're able, you know, I, and, and I, you know, Martin, spe- you know, you were specific in terms of saying something that you haven't said, but I, it's just so powerful to me for us to have a practice of giving back to ourselves every day, mm-hmm. you know, so that we, are full of ourselves in a healthy and authentic way, you know, a relationship with ourselves that it just bubbles over into every relationship into, you know, Stephanie's point, we're not going to be able to cause harm. Or if we do cause harm, you know, the downtime is going to be really quick to, you know, restore and rejuvenate, you know, and apologize, you know, um, in those relationships because we're self-reflective. We're already, having a practice of forgiving ourselves on a daily. So it makes sense that, you know, when I've caused you harm, that I'm going to be able to, and that's love, you know, I'm going to be able to say, you know, I care about myself so much that I care about you so much, (laughs) you know? So it's that cycle that just keeps, you know, it's a beautiful loving cycle that keeps feeding itself. Um, And then we won't have, you know, the folks who, are so destructive to themselves and therefore other people, you know, but Stephanie put it so well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I loved how you said that stuff. That was, yeah, that was incredible. And it, it, you know, the self-forgiveness is not a selfish act because the world benefits the people in our lives benefit and the world's benefit. The world benefits from us going through a process of forgiving ourselves. So thank you both so much. This is exactly as awesome as I knew it would be. And, um, (laughs) I can keep going and how could it not? How could it not? And, and I mean, I could easily see us, you know, having this conversation more and definitely going to reach out to you both, you know, for more conversations on topics like this moving forward. So I just want to thank you both again for taking the time and the energy and the effort and flowing with my sort of curveball there a little bit. (laughs) And uh, just want to thank you both a lot. Yes. yes. You're welcome. Martin. Thank you, Stephanie. 
Thank you, Felicia. This was beautiful. I'm going to be thinking about that definition. That makes so much. You just made it all all make sense for me at the end there to give back. That's beautiful. Yeah, to give back. I was like, oh, yes, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, giving it to ourselves. And of course, you know, in those times where, you know, I'm really full on giving to myself, my cup is overflowing. So, mm-hmm. you know, it just makes sense. It just makes sense. I've experienced it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a it's a beautiful practice, but it's it's hard because it's just not the way I was raised or trained, you yeah. know. So this is still a new practice. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. And yeah, love to you both. And I look forward to talking to you both again soon. Yes. Bye. Thanks, Martin. Thanks, all Stephanie. Right. Love you both. Bye. Love you all. comes to racism, the truth is most people are only reporting on the problem. They're not solving the problem. At the Human Solidarity Project, we're doing something to solve the problem. Through our Sending the Right Signal workshop, we're teaching organizations and businesses how to move beyond DEI work. Next, we're teaching organizations how to heal from the damage caused by racism. And finally, We're showing organizations how to create cultural integration and truly bring people together. Sign up for these three virtual workshops today at soulfocusgroup.com. Your organization will never be the same. All right, everybody. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as I did listening to it again. Um, what a powerful conversation with two very powerful human beings that I'm extremely blessed to have in my life and to have as part of this soul focused journey. As I also feel very blessed to have each and every one of you on this journey. Know that we love you very much. We want you to be a part of everything that we do. Please go to soulfocusgroup.com. Check out everything we do. Go to our Instagram page. Go to our Facebook page. Like us, subscribe, share everything that we're doing. Like and subscribe and share all of the podcasts. And, you know, do what we always ask you to do, Soul Focus family, and that is stay safe, stay well, and most of all, stay soul focused.